0: Episode 51. 51! 51. 51. In the wake of Florence.
1: Yeah, Florence is kicking some behind North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> well, not you, like they said, right? Not till Tuesday. Uh, Trash South Street, where money music is not talked about.
0: <laughs> Talk about music sure, huh? and I'm
1: stuff. And stuff. I'm Lou. I'm Jamie Z. And what's up? Bandit's dead. I know. that you just bum me out? What? <laughs> you could have been like, you know what? Remember your old dog that died? Yeah. 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 He's dead. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of a joke. Well.
0: I'm gonna tell it. It's not a dirty joke. Okay. All right. Now, first mm-hmm. off. Like, I tell this joke a lot because it relates to certain things we say at work. Okay. And I realize it's sort of, it's not the most woke joke. This takes place in the 50s when women were housewives and it was acceptable to be a housewife. And that's why she's at home at the beginning of this joke. Okay. That's it. So this guy comes home one day and sees his wife just sitting at the table, smoking a cigarette, drinking a cup of coffee. Kind of just staring off into space. He's like, hey, honey, uh, well, what's wrong? How was your day? It's like, oh, it's pretty bad. Uh, cat died. And he's like, Jesus Christ, woman. What the hell? You can't hit me with something like that when I come in the door. I had a hard day making widgets at the <laughs> widget factory. And you tell me that cat died. And like, oh, you're going to give me a heart attack. And she's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And then she pops two pills because it's the 50s. He pops some some mother's little helpers,
1: and that's the end of the joke. No, oh. it's
0: not a joke at all. I just add that as color. So the guy goes, "Look, you got to ease me into news like that. So like, if the cat dies, you got you can't say the cat dies when it comes. You got to say the cat's on the roof. That's what you got to say. You have it. Cat's on the roof. It's like, all right. He's like, good. And she's like, good. Week later, comes home. Same thing. His wife's just sitting, smoking a cigarette, staring off in the space. And he goes, um, "So, so, uh, how was your day?" He's like, "Oh, you know, um, one thing happened." Like, "Oh, really? What?" Said, well, well, your mother's on the roof, <laughs> but I'm
1: That's a really bad joke. It's a bad joke, but usually, like, we just wasted a minute. Exactly. That's what it's about. The cat even walked away. Did she just hiss? Nah, she was right behind you, and then oh. she smelled the fart of your joke and just uh, tried to escape outside. Well, it's more of
0: a, a learning tool. So if I had said that uh, the bandit's on the roof? <laughs> I uh,
1: I really like Burt Reynolds. I do, too.
0: He's well, awesome. You know what it really made you say? What? I saw, like, an interview with him two years ago.
1: <laughs> he did say, like, Sally Field was the love of his mm-hmm. life, and he screwed it up. You mean Frog? Yeah. He did. One he of the best or... movies ever. Anyway, but think about the good times.
0: Yeah. I call him the bander. And uh, boogie nights. Boogie nights. Uh, Gator. I never saw Deliverance. It's a lot more than the squeal like a pig. Mm.
1: What else happened?
0: In Deliverance? It no, said, no, in in the world. Oh, in the world. Oh. Nine um, eleven. Nine. Wow, this is really getting dark.
1: <laughs> no, I was Agree. the same. I said nine eleven. And President Trump fist pumping when he got out. Did you hear about that? No. He got off the plane at um, the one in Pennsylvania. Oh, you know, I did hear about yeah. that. Yeah. And I was like, really? <sighs> Not to make this political. We don't we don't yeah. talk about such stuff. No. Um, I went to a concert last, uh, on Thursday night. Did you
0: know what concert would that be?
1: It would be War on Women. Oh. And Subhumans. Nice. War on Women were awesome. They were mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of fun. And she puts on a good show, uh, Shawna Porter. Yeah. Um, and then Subhumans played, and they sounded exactly like they did. i never I never seen them before, but they just sound exactly like on their album. And The dude's got to be in his sixties, and he was like running around, and it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. I didn't stay the whole time for Subhumans because I'm old. So, yeah. um, and then uh, Dark Thoughts was an opener. I've seen them. They're from Philly. Yeah. They're 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 a decent punk band. That was about it. It was funny though, because the bot like the the church it was at the Unitarian Church is so fucking hot. So all these like street punk kids like are dressed to the nines with their heavy leather jackets yeah. that are just drenched in sweat within like, <laughs> fifteen minutes it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I went. Cool. Poopy. I stayed at home. Yeah, it was a That's Thursday night sleepy. show. I mean,
0: in general, just to illustrate how my life rolls. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we just talk about music.
1: Yeah, it's a good idea.
0: Yeah, and all that it just happened. Uh, well,
1: I'm sure we'll uh,
0: I mean, yeah, think the of stuff. Third segment. I haven't
1: talked to you in a little while.
0: No.
1: Nah. In well, person. Yeah. The last time I saw you, I showed you the new Jeep, yeah. and then it started raining. I had to pull over yeah. at the Paulings Road and um, put up the, oh, the yeah. soft top real quick. That was a weird... Did it really? Yeah. It didn't rain right here. It just started pouring for like five minutes. This was
0: like... Was it Labor Day? So it was Labor Day, and yeah, we... Um, so Jamie got a new Jeep.
1: Yep. Sweet and... little... uh my transmission went on my old Jeep, and it was a 2010, and it had over 100,000 miles, so mm-hmm. it was about time anyway, especially when a transmission's going. So I got a new Soft Top 2018 Wrangler. Yeah, I'd like yeah. anyone gives a shit. All right, so music. <laughs> music. All right, I'll go first. Sure. Sure. What do you have to do? It's just I, got a, I can Speaking of awful, I have a cold store. Uh, it is awful. I'm going to give it a kiss. No, it's okay. It's gross. <laughs> I named her Martha. Ew. I'm going rub her on the, no. on the microphone. Oh, <laughs> oh, i touch that microphone. Ugh. <laughs> so fucking gross.
0: Church Girls. Yes. Home. Chatterbox Records. Philly Zone. You uh, did Church Girls a long time ago. I though. did. So I did. <laughs> I did Thousand Lives, which was like, they had one EP in between. I think that one and this one. Okay. Thousand Lies was 2016. That was like a podcast two or three. I was going to say it was a real early one. Um, one came out in between then and then this one. Depending on how you count it, it's either their third or their fifth album. Okay. And it's four songs, about 15 minutes. Nice, quick, to the point. I'll say in sharp contrast to my second choice. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Church Girls, what is it? It is sort of, they would call themselves indie post-punk.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I think they're just like uh, alt-rock. Yeah, I would say
0: all... I mean, indie in that indie rock can mean basically anything. anything. Yeah.
1: So indie rock. Indie rock. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, sort of. like The songs are kind of all over the place. They use a lot of different genres. Um, it's funny. So like, it reminded me a bit of um, Among I Things Super Chunk. Yeah. And then a little bit like Tony Then I went and actually uh, Scott Soder, who produced... And engineered a lot of the Super Chunk albums, and did uh-huh. uh, really? this one. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Four songs? No, it's actually five songs, and all the songs seem to be
1: about. The lyrics were. Rever- I like the lyrics better than the EP. I, I do honest. too, for
0: the most part. They all seem to be about like relationships and being on the road, and actually, like I usually don't research these at all, and I tried to find information about this afterwards because I was curious. I mm-hmm. uh, didn't find a lot. I did find a little bit. So okay, so do tell so one other common theme with these songs are at some point they all have very proggy riffs guitar riffs and i'm talking like one of them off of um i believe black sails reminded me exactly of out of something out of Tesla topographic oceans i can see that which is a yes album by the four songs i think the shortest song is 17 minutes I want it so bad on vinyl. <laughs> yeah, the lyrics are more interesting than the, the music. The music is yeah. oh, is good, but like the music's kind of all over the place. We start out with "Just Like You," which I think if if singles were still a thing, this would be the single. And this is the one that kind of reminded me a bit of a super Chunk. Either or, best mm-hmm. single. I don't know what the reset. And this one's about like being in a bad relationship, but it's like a relationship you know is bad and toxic, but you just can't make yourself get out. You and I know it's up to me to take that step. How pops it off? But you can't quite really break away. And she's like worried about those bad habits. Black sails is actually about watching a friend go down a dark path, and and not being sure how much she should
1: intervene. That was probably my favorite song actually on the album.
0: Lyrically, it was mine as well. Deadwood, which is kind of folky country. I was
1: really hoping it was a uh, cover That's of what garbage I thought, yeah. Deadwood. And then I was yeah. like, no, um, it's not.
0: Well, and it seems to be like, I always hate this. Like when, when, when songwriters write about being on the road. It's awful to me. Like, it, I just don't care. Yeah, I can, it's like odious. But this one was okay. And this is more about being with someone who you kind of don't have anything in common with anymore. And having to endure that with them. You listen to a lot of people on with touring on the road. I do. Well, yeah, it's just a those younger artists, indie artists, apparently do that a lot. <laughs> this song, however, becomes very less forty-five seconds. It, it picks up and it becomes very like it becomes very interesting. It's very hmm. thunderous and boisterous. It has a build. Unfortunately, the whole song isn't like that totally. It's decent though. Old friend, I think it's about a relationship with a crazy person with an old friend that's crazy. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. And then it opens with this very belligerent riff that I love, but then, of course, it turns into... Not of course... It makes me sound like I'm more down on the music than I am. And I'm not that down on the music, but they do some things that, like, really good musical notes.
1: And then it... There's nothing special about it. That's like... Yeah. Like, sorry, I don't... And I'm not crapping on it. Mm -hmm. Just lyrically, I thought they were like, wow, I really like the lyrics to this, but, like, it didn't match musically. I kind of... Yeah, and that
0: was... It, I mean, it, they have a style, and they mm-hmm. very much match their style for the most part. And maybe it's not just my thing, but, like, the thing that, like, when they veer off that style, I find it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Like said, the, like you said, the lyrics are so much more interesting to see and read. Uh, Final Song is Home, which is the most 90s all-rock song on there. All in all, it was okay. Like, it's 15 minutes. It's an EP. It's short. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not something I'll listen to again once I finish. But I've gotten to a bad habit lately of looking for songs for this podcast or albums and just going through a whole bunch of bad ones and not sticking with any of them and then having to rush a good review in the last
1: week. Well, we've done Church Girls before, so. Yes. It's, yeah. Like when I saw that pop up, I was like, oh, I'll listen to it. And I'm like, yeah, eh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But there's just nothing special about it. But until and, I read the lyrics, I'm like, oh, I actually really yeah. like the lyrics. I just wish mm-hmm. like something was stand ish This is
0: a weird week because next week, the 17th, is like there's a string of a whole bunch of stuff that I'm really into. Touching Martha. It's uh, gross. <laughs> it, when you, like, she tried to like, flick her hand at me like she didn't touch
1: me. <laughs> hey, 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 no. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff coming out. Yeah, church girls. But um, they're from Philly, so you should support them. Another? No, they're not really Philly. Ex-youth. Oakland Intervention, which came out April of 2018. Yeah, they're definitely not Philly. By well, one of the guys has been in a bunch of kind of... Mm-hmm. He's in. Uh, so anyway, they're from Oakland, California, off Jock Records. They're straight-edge hardcore punk. Um, the reason this kind of popped up on my radar, I'm a big Ceremony fan, and um, the guitarist for Ceremony uh, and Creative Adult, He does a bunch of different pro- projects. Anthony and Zaldo is the vocals on this, so... And he's a really interesting dude. Like, when I saw Ceremony play, play with nothing, he had, like, fishnets on, and he's like... He, He's, like, very much into, like, Prince. Like, he's he's an interesting dude and totally straight edge. So, anyway, when I saw he had a, like, new band out and he was, you know, front-runner or singing for it, the front man, I was like, yeah, cool. So, anyway, I enjoyed it. It's pretty short. If you like straight-edge hardcore punk, one-and-a-half-minute songs, you might like it. It starts off with Mute. I mean, uh, Being Alone and Afraid. It's very, it's fast. as hardcore punk. There's only so much I could say about every one of these songs. Don't is, like, a straight-edge kind of angry, aggressive, like, I forget the exact lyrics, but it's like, I, d- I don't know, whatever, I can't remember. My favorite song, actually, was I Hate... hate San Francisco. Yes, yeah, Yes, it's yeah, that's awesome my favorite song. song I really liked a lot. Very hard, fast, angry, it's catchy. There's just something about it that just kind of sticks in your head, because a lot of times you just don't hear someone talk about hating San Francisco, yeah. so it's just kind of cool. The other song I like was Melatonin, fast, catchy, angry. Yeah, there's only so much I can say for an EP. I liked it. It was fun. It was short, hardcore punk. I'm actually looking forward to a full album, full-length album, I think would be neat. It's not, I think it's more on the punk side than hardcore. Yeah, I would say, yeah. I
0: I like this album a fair amount, actually.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a really Mm -hmm. good release. And especially, you know, if you're a fan of uh, Ceremony and Anthony, then go check it out. But X youth Mm -hmm. Oakland Intervention, a shitty review. They write, all their (laughs)
0: lyrics are in caps, I guess, to simulate them yelling. Really? What, on Bandcamp? camp? yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) When I got I'm, the 7-inch, so. so yeah. I know it's not totally up your alley, but it was kind of like an old-school kind of hardcore punk mm. where it's not just... <laughs> like yeah. beat down, whatever. But yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. So X youth Check it out, motherfuckers! Mm-hmm. Martha likes it, too! <laughs> it's
0: horrible. It's like something they do in a Teen Titans episode.
1: <laughs> Maybe we're in a Teen Titans episode. I wish. Oh, so
0: I've been rewatching Teen
1: Titans... You haven't, you've been really watching Team Titans well, for like long, a year. Well, it's long, no, it's season four.
0: And uh, there's the episode where they, they have to fight crime, and they haven't fought crime in so long they forgot how to do it. <laughs> that one makes me laugh.
1: My favorite one is when um, they decide to stop watching TV and start doing like, different um, activities, and Raven starts be- bodybuilding, and then she starts <laughs> learning French. Did you I, ever see that I one? I think that's the one I'm on now. Oh, movie. it's fucking amazing. Yeah. And Cyborg's like, you gotta watch TV! Excellent. Oh, yeah. I still have to see that movie. Yeah, the movie's just stuck around a
0: lot longer than Happy Land uh, Murders. Yeah. Um, I did watch a movie. What'd you watch? Operation Finale. Oh, how was that? It was It wasn't as good as I had hoped. It was about, so Operation Finale. It's not normally when we do our... Movie break, but nah. we do have a topic this week. Yeah, yeah. Operation Finale is so it's about the hunt for Adolf Eichmann, which I always found fascinating. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it was all right. How long was it? It's about two hours. No. Would you see it in the theater? Yeah, or? yeah. Oscar Isaac is uh mm. Peter Malik, I think is one of the guys like the Mossad agent who actually brought him in. I like Oscar Isaac. The female lead, like it was driving me crazy before I realized she was Shoshana from Inglorious Bastards.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting.
0: Sir Ben Kingsley is uh, Adolf Eichmann. That's and he cool. looked just yes. like fucking Eichmann. Huh. Meaning he just happens to look like Eichmann, <laughs> not that they did some weird music magic. Um, it was all right. what well, They have to get Eichmann to sign a letter saying he wishes to go back to Israel. Okay. So if you're not familiar with history, Adolf Eichmann was a Nazi architect of The uh, Final Solution like so many others, was living in Argentina. Uh, they got word because his son basically bragged about having Eichmann as a last name and to a girl whose father was like sort of a spy. So Mossad goes and they capture him and eventually they like they bring him back on like a regular airline. Like by just they like drug him up and just like oh he's really drunk and they bring him back and they try him for crimes and blah 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 and they hang him eventually. But they had him like in the safe house for like 10 days because uh-huh. the plane was delayed. And then they were like, well, we're not going to do anything unless we have like a letter confirming he wants to come back.
1: Unlike Druid. <laughs> mm, but Druid. What about Druid? Um, they had an album come out. What's a sh- little, come out. I was surprised you picked an album so short. <laughs> yes, it was a tiny album. Um, it was like three minutes long. It was like that's three
0: I forget to get how many songs were over eight minutes. I think at least four of them were. Yeah. Druid, actually, I did another po- <laughs> early podcast. Content. Might have been the same podcast as Church Girls. I meant to go back and look. But I think Druid is where I established my rules for Psychedelica. I
1: don't know if that was the second one.
0: You can keep talking. All okay. right. So, Druid, out of Athens, Ohio, is sort of an experimental rock. Album, like, you, know, you throw metal, psychedelic, basically it's an album, this particular album this band is inspired by fucking everything. Yeah. It's the easiest way to describe it. Not counting their double live album, this is their, I'm looking at Jamie's serial killer notes. First the sort smack <laughs> a lot, apparently.
1: I gotta remember is once. Is like, alright, I got this podcast done, I can boot. No, because in the beginning you said that I would smack him a... So oh, I was right, trying yeah. to remind myself not to do that. I forgot, not a... Jerk butt. Mm.
0: But, um, you should
1: have farting on your notes. <laughs> uh, I
0: can't help it. I'm gonna hold one in now. <laughs> Druid, Seven Scrolls is the name. And it's a concept album.
1: Big fucking shot I'll find it eventually. Um Yeah, judging by the lyrics that I read, I was yeah. like, Yeah, this is a concept and album. And I was like,
0: I was like, I don't know if I have the energy I thought it was good. It, oh, it was good. very good. <laughs> And, the, like, the story of this song was a lot easier to digest than Smoke Destroyer. Mm. And Seven Scrolls is essentially a an album about Revelation, the Book of Revelation, huh. or the Apocalypse. If you read all the lyrics.
1: I didn't read all of them. I read, like, just smatterings here and there, like the first three. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to skip around.
0: So, so it's, like, quasi-biblical at the very least. Um, seven scrolls refers to seven scrolls for seven seals. Or seven seals for seven scrolls, and that's Bible. Yeah. do seven, seven This is a Bible cast. That's coming up next after this one. We yeah, a
1: Bible podcast. Yeah.
0: Two stories of the Bible. And then there was a lion. And he, like, the mouse came. No, that's the wrong one. There's a lion. Because the bees made money. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, Samson Delilah, covered famously by no... Yeah, I know who
1: Samson is. I thought the the lions were eating Christians at one point. They were,
0: but it is Bible talk. Um, (laughs) Okay. So Samson, like, there's some asshole riddle he tells, like, because there's this dead lion and bees, like, put a hive in it. And then he tells some like, he makes it, like, what was in the lion's head and the people don't know because... It doesn't matter. But there is a song. It's like a spiritual song, and it's covered by the Grateful Dead and Shirley Manson. Huh. The Shirley Manson version, which is the beginning of season two of Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, okay. is really fucking good. Huh. You should listen to it.
1: I'm I'll sure I heard email it, it to
0: you. Anyway. I used to watch Sarah Connor. Yeah. yeah it was oh, awesome. Jesus fuck. where were we? Oh, so Bible talk next. Druid. Druid, which are un ish And this is very much a prog album. It borrows from probably every major metal band in the last... It's kind of like it's metal, it's
1: psych, it's...
0: Yeah, it's all over, so it might be easier for me just to go down.
1: Even in one song.
0: Yes. (laughs) Now, yes, that's very true. So, the songs are long. That seems like it's some sort of rule. There's a lot of guitar jerking off, where the guitar takes the lead, and someone says, like, noodles and plays. That's a song. And the songs are all about dragons and shit. (laughs) Uh, those are those are hallmarks of the rules of psychedelica, which I meant to look up. Yeah. But no, you have some you have some Sabbath in there, like early Sabbath, mm-hmm. you have you have fucking rush, you have some uh, Prague, you got some other I have a list, I don't mm-hmm. remember. Let's just talk about the song. Yeah. Much like Get to the, the album, Meat and Potatoes this is all over. Yeah. So yeah, the first the first song which sort of sets the tone, has a lot of repeating motifs. I like the first one. It's called of course it's called uh Part One
1: so that's the other thing. And that's they, when you're like click click. You strap your seatbelt you
0: on. Like to the Like I would almost get if this was this one song that the because it's in. It's eight tracks. Uh, part one, two, three, four, five, six. And there's like an interlude. interlude yeah. And then part seven. Um, there's like
1: a three minute song like halfway through that I feel like it changes the whole album a little bit and I yeah. kind of got bored with it after that.
0: So the first one sort of establishes the story of the song and. Possibly that it's a dream or a vision. Okay. Song two speaks of the four, four horsemen of the apocalypse. It has these very driving drums. That's where it gets really Sabbathy towards the end. A lot of hallmark of these long songs, as we saw last time as well as this time, They did, after three minutes, they're kind of spent, and they just play instrumental for the rest. Unless they're playing that in the beginning and then they decide to sing at the end. Number th- Part three might have been my favorite because it was very... Um, 1980s Iron Maiden.
1: Okay, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Because it doesn't start off like... Do, do, do. like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, and that one's about uh,
0: Lucifer. Uh, falling from heaven.
1: Yeah, that's when I started reading some of the lyrics and I'm like, I'm going to let Lou explain uh, this to yeah. me. <laughs> Four, which was my least favorite song, I believe, was
0: about the people in the war, the thousand years... <laughs> you keep fighting fucking... I'm not going to call it Martha. Her disgusting cold sore. Her germ factory. Five is an experimental noise track, which I wasn't too into till the end, where it had the same effect of that, like, f- sleep track, where it's, like, so dissident and weird. It kind of reminded me of, like, IndyCar. <coughs>
1: okay.
0: It became disturbing. Like, legitimately, the last 30, 45 seconds is so dissident, it kind of sours. It is legitimately disturbing. Hmm. And We have to turn over my note card. Swap. Well, Six about the rapture, it's a callback to hope you might see this ending Is that soon. the
1: three-minute song, then? Yeah, it's probably okay. the one that's
0: kind of like, eh.
1: I was like, oh, this song's okay, and then I just felt like words, lost steam, yeah, but that's just me. Um,
0: the interlude, St. Patrick's Dance, is an Irish folk acoustic Ooh. instrumental. New. It's a song of celebration. Maybe it's over. I don't know. Finally, part seven, it's sort of about a rebirth, but establishing that this is a cycle, and... It occurred once, and it may occur again and again and again and so and on and so on. Uh, that one ends in a really southern rock like guitar. It's like the Krebs Cycle Man. <laughs> that's exactly that's what this is all about the Krebs Cycle. So I really liked it a lot. It's it's very mellow. That's the thing. Like all the songs are very I liked mellow. It, yeah,
1: as I said, like I um, I lost steam towards the end, but yeah. uh,
0: it meanders. It... it doesn't care about rushing. It takes its time. There's like stuff everywhere. If you just want to sit back and listen and relax...
1: Yeah, that's what it um, reminds this me. This is a good song to do. It's if actually, you had a long drive, Yeah, be something to put on. It's very chill.
0: Yeah. I liked it a lot. Not that I didn't like Church Girls, but I really like this one. This yeah, was, I thought it was
1: good. Yeah, I'm so, going to grab another beer. Go ahead. Uh, meanwhile,
0: let's do Bible Talk. <laughs> Hi, everybody. The Bible is a book written by a whole bunch of old people. Years ago. Mm. I just cut the rest of this
1: out. That's what I figure. Or you could do nothing. Whoa. Whoa. Great intro, man. Mm-hmm. So nothing has a new album out. I'm a big nothing fan. <laughs> sounds really Burmed. weird.
0: It's your favorite part of the never ending story?
1: Third album, then they're from Philly. Album is called "Dance on the Blacktop," off of Relapse Records, and it came out August twenty fourth, twenty eighteen. It was also produced by John Agnello, who does um, Dinosaur Jr. and mm. Sonic Youth stuff like that. Yeah, I thought this album kind of felt that way. Yeah, I did too. So anyway, as I, we've done, uh, I've done nothing before, and they're kind of dream poppy, shoegazing alt rock. I thought this album. They kind of had a fuller sound. It was kind of like droning and helpless. And let me get on my phone. Um, on Bandcamp, they describe their album. And I will tell you what it, what they said. Once
0: upon a time in the Bible.
1: <laughs> There's Victor playing drums. There Victor played drums. And there was a place that was mean. Oh, Kurt Vile was one of the other guys. Oh, nice. Um, that the, the producer. Dance on the Blacktop is a stirring collection of songs accentuating the band's love for all sounds 90s from both sides of the pond, from alternative rock, shoegazing, to the realms of pop and post-punk. Across the course of 45 minutes, nothing weaved together nine tales of heightened confusion, anxiety, paranoia, depression, and chronic pain juxtaposed against angelic yet apocalyptic reverberating walls of shimmering sound. And I think that pretty much sums it up. that's pretty good, Yeah. (laughs) To the point I read that, I'm like, I can't even like come close to that. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, I love this album. I, The first time I listened to it, I was like, this is pretty good. And I like kind of just switches off and on. You'll kind of have like a, a more slow paced song. And then you'll have a more up up uh, uplifting, but, or upbeat song. Yeah. And it kind of does that throughout the whole album. So uh, it starts off with Zero Day, which has kind of like a Smashing Pumpkins feel to it. Did you ever read the lyrics? Yeah, didn't They're me. totally all depressing. Yeah. The second song, "Blue Line Baby," which was one of the early singles off of it, apparently it's about a girl that he knew that uh, OD'd when he she was nineteen. I think he was thirteen or something. Oh, wow. And it's very like dreamy and ca- the chorus is very catchy. Yeah. I can sleep all day, and you're like, oh yeah. Has that very '90s grunge feel. The thing that I thought, like I I kind of picked up on it. The girl's name is says Cambria, but there's a street in North Philadelphia called Cambria Street where oh. you can buy heroin. Oh, so I was like, hey, I wonder if that has anything to do with anything. Um, my favorite song, one of my favorite songs on the album was Us, Slash We, Slash um, Are. It reflects on his brain trauma. Yeah. Um, and it has a very, like, radiohead creep sound to it. Just classic kind of 90s. I, I did these out of order, actually. Yeah. So it's a little further down in the album. But it's a really, really good song. And... Uh, I think that's the one he's like talking about cutting himself open. He's like, it's all in my head, everything is red, mm. kind of the lyrics. You Wind Me Up, another song I really liked. Kinda of has a dinosaur junior feel to it a little yeah. bit. 90s Grunt, catchy riffs. It's more one of the upbeat songs. It's nice to read the lyrics with it. I mean, I have the album, but I was listening to it when I was reviewing it on Bandcamp, and i would just like, look, have mm-hmm. the lyrics out there. They're not very good. Hey, let me have a chill. Flip the page. Hail on Palace Pier. I thought that was the most different song. It almost reminded me of uh, his other side project, Death of Lovers, a little bit. Yeah. It has like a little bit new wave, dark wave, eighties like, feel about it. Joy Division, Echo and mm-hmm. the Bunny Man. I, I like it. I hate the flowers. The first couple riffs sounds totally like a P- Pixie song. I was like, this sounds like a Pixie song, and then it kind of goes into their own nothing flavor. Carpenter's song is the longest song on the album. It's very pretty. I think it's like seven eight minutes. Very dreamy. I guess it's about his family, it almost seems like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's 45 minutes. One thing I like about Dominic's vocals, he, he kind of knows when to like turn it on and then when to kind of just get dreamy and just kind of, I don't want to say monotone, but it matches the music. But I said I love it. The more I listen to it, the more I love it. It's dreamy, it's depressing, it's desolate, the lyrics are mm-hmm. beautiful, yet utterly hopeless. I think it's a great album, and I was very like stoked to listen to this album, yeah. and I it did not disappoint, and... I think it's probably in my top five right now of albums of the year. Oh, that's good. I really liked it. I'm pissed. You know when they're playing? They're they're in, gonna be in Philly October 6th. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't do uh, two nights in a row. So because oh. we're doing Liz Fair, yeah. the fifth, which um, I should still be able to do, but we're burying my grandmother's ashes that next morning. So yeah. we might have to split out a little early if that's oh. cool. So that's fine. I think she's playing all Girlsville, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Spe- I can't see it being super late. Like, I was going to be up till midnight anyway, so.
0: Yeah. She's like our age, so she probably wants to go to bed. Yeah, she's like, enough of this. Speedy Ortiz, who's opening for you yeah. just did a cover of, it was, I think, a Liz Ferris song. She recorded for Scream 2, and it never hmm. made it. it sounds Man. like a Liz Ferris song. Huh. That's the only way I could describe That's
1: it. In- because the Scream 2 soundtrack is actually one of my favorite soundtracks I, don't understand- I have the Scream soundtrack that I The like. second one has um, Swing by Everclear, Cottonmouth Kings, Big Guy, Little bag Bouncing B. I, I swear I think we had this conversation. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. It's one of my favorite soundtracks. They have I Think I Love You by Les and Jake. There's a Red Rock right Hand. Nicky. You probably played this for me at some
0: point. Yeah, That's I'm sure it. I did. The, I know what you did last summer is a good soundtrack. We probably talked about We did an episode on soundtracks, I feel like, a long time we ago. We did a
1: long, long time ago. And
0: then you listen to the... So the, Earth, the Distillers released... A,
1: I didn't listen to the single. How was it's it? It's like Man okay. vs. So I
0: liked it. I listened to it once and never got back to it. I was hoping they were like, ooh, if they did the album
1: came out, I could do the album this week, but they didn't. Did you listen to All Them Witches' uh, new one? No, i come. No, I'm waiting. It's I'm going to be good. doing the next one. Yeah, I'm sure. I have Glenn... Uh, I want to go pre order the album. Everything was sold out. Yeah. Other than like the black vinyl, which mm-hmm. I can get that anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I uh, texted Glenn. I'm like, are you guys getting in the. There's like a special indie record edition. You know, I did see that edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I should be getting that.
0: Yeah, they advertise like they sent out in are three pre orders and I forgot about it, so probably everything's sold out. I
1: think right? Super Unison had a new single out. They're playing Philly uh-huh. sometime in, in November. Yeah. But everyone hits that batting place, but yeah. it's a Sunday night show. Mark really wants to mm-hmm. go. Yeah. It starts at like 8 o'clock. Ugh. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't think I can do um, it.
0: Someone put up what we're talking about shows. It wasn't real, but it was like an event, and it was Fiona Apple plays her B-sides at Applebee's, <laughs> and it was like a list of bands. It was like the Bee Gees, like... That's pretty awesome. All this stuff.
1: There's a lot of lot of stuff coming out, a lot of tours, because mm-hmm. we're seeing Liz Ferret Fucking garbage. Yeah. Is playing, which is awesome, and off with their heads is playing the same exact night. I was yeah. like, Are you fucking kidding me!" It's their acoustic stuff, and I've seen them play their acoustic yeah. stuff, so I'm not like super bummed out. Like, I, when I when I post it, I'm like, "I oh, hope Blue doesn't think I'm gonna not go." Like, no, yeah, oh, that <laughs> like I'm gonna fair. see garbage. I know I can see off with their heads probably mm-hmm. again in like three months. Usually they yeah. tour twice a year, Philly. Like, Gar, it's version 2.0, Like, I gotta go to yeah. Garbage. That's what Trump is
0: ever like because I, like I think they're playing like. Again, like Nick Cave is either playing that night or he's playing the night after in Philly. While we're in Concert News, see, Nine Inch Nails started their tour, and they they play all of Broken. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, saw, I posted that on Facebook, yeah. actually, today. Yeah, there's a bunch of shows. I missed Holly Golightly was on Tuesday. I just have yeah. too much shit. Pairs are playing Sunday. And then uh, October, I have a bunch of shows. It's Liz Fair, I think Terror's playing on a Tuesday night show. Then Garbage, I'm supposed to see like Bold. I know we were probably against it. Windhand. I, I that's like the fourth of November. I just don't. I don't have. To, I don't think I'm gonna have time.
0: Yeah, they're supposedly amazing. That's what I heard. You know. You know. These are all
1: al- albums I like to listen on vinyl. Yes. So we had a topic this week. Finally, yes. it was Lou bought a fancy pants new record player about uh, yep. three four months ago. Yeah. He's starting to want to buy some vinyl. So we asked the internet the question of where, what should Lou buy and where Where should he buy buy that? I'm glad someone wasn't like, the internet. I don't Mm -hmm. think anyone really said that. Uh, Now I did not look at any of these because I want to be surprised. Okay, so let's go to mm -hmm, Jake, Jake Martinez. Yeah. Check out Zerns since they're done at the end of the month. Otherwise, there's a record store in Collegeville on Main Street.
0: Sadly, Zerns is done because they had a water main break, and I think they are checked. they totally done yeah, now. Yeah, they're done, done because they're like we're not going to bother to fix this.
1: Kim Grocer, Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill is the bomb on vinyl. I, I believe it, even though I'm a bigger fan of Paul's Boutique. And buy it from our friends that own Young Ones Records in Coatesville, PA. Yeah, P- 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 and we've talked about Young Ones before. Yeah. There's a Young
0: Ones at Millersville as well, of course, in that and then Angry Young and Poor in Lancaster.
1: Yeah. Because, Mark Zimmerman by All the CCR Vinyl.
0: Uh, You know, actually, I was looking at some CCR uh, a couple weeks ago.
1: And A-Dog put spinnerets and put discogs. Yeah, he put spinnerets to be funny. I'm sure he did. There were more. Oh, I do. I'm getting there. Gosh. I'm sorry. Your bro, Other M-Dog, M-S-Dog, M-S-Dog. That's not good. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Matthew said, "Double Decker in Island Town." Lou Reed, Rock and Roll Animal. All right, put a pin in that. We're gonna talk about that one. Well, I was playing when I got over here. Yeah. UFO Two Flying One Hour Space Rock. I do. I have that on. Uh, like I like I
0: have like an MP3. Yeah, but it's not vinyl. I do, I agree, but I'm saying that's a great album. It's we both talk about it. It's the only good UFO album because they changed their sound after that.
1: Kyle, I smacked. See, that's why I used yeah. to write that stuff. Kyle put pootie Tang, OST.
0: I don't think he's uh, serious.
1: <laughs> I think he does. Vinyl Closet. Uh, and I do Vinyl Closet, yeah. Vince put, Vince Blando, Prince, 1999. My first album, and it is still one of the best. Oh, yes. I, I think I had that album, too. Mm-hmm. Brace, Young Ones in Kutztown, Michael Jackson, Bad, Just for Nostalgia. Mm.
0: Some of those... Now, some of those have actually already considered... Like, I saw Bad. not into Bad, but um, Thriller... Which was such a big... I might have it. My mom
1: gave me all her old... Probably
0: everyone in the world had Thriller at one point.
1: Pet Sounds. You should try to get like an early edition of Pet Sounds. I've been shopping. I've been
0: to Vinyl Closet, Jupiter. Where's that? uh, In Wilmington. I actually went... Where in Wilmington? Is it near um, the comic book store? It's not really near anything. Um, Is it down 202 or... It's off of 202. Like we could... I don't know. It's not like... It's like in a semi-industrial area. Huh. Used to be in Westchester.
1: And I've been to like... Uh, is it past that fish place? Remember that fish ship that like... There used to be a fish place down there. Oh, uh, um... Like a aquarium place. No, this is like nowhere. I'm okay. telling you, this is like off the beaten path. Okay.
0: And there's another one like Electric Curtain or something like that I went to. Electric, I to Avenue. Electric Avenue? Electric Avenue. That's,
1: you know, who they are. They used to own... Um, Chester County Books. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, right. They did the record. And then I tried to get a Shady Dog.
0: So, of the albums mentioned, um, like I actually was looking at some CCR. I would love to get 1999. I'd love to get licensed to Ill. UFO, definitely. Lou Reed, Rock and Roll Animal. So, my brother turned me on to this, and these are like largely his insights, but they're 100% true. I am fascinated by this album. I love this fucking album. I had it on when Jamie came in because I was just listening to it. I've listened to it probably once a day since I've gotten it. It's like 1975, Lou Reed, fucked up, can barely <laughs> sing, and he does an okay job in the beginning. He just gets worse and worse. They took a really good band, like an amazing band, and they paired him with his band, and that's uh-huh. what makes the album, because he's kind of just talking, and he can't keep up with the songs, and... Some of them that's okay, but it like it closes with rock and roll, and that's just he does a really horrific job. Probably as uh, he goes more and more on the nod. Yeah, it's crazy. And then I think like the people who are on this album, the band members, yeah, most of them ended up in Alice Cooper's band. That's
1: pretty cool. No, be awesome. Which... Well. I don't even think it exists, but if it would, it'd be awesome. If you remember the one New Year's, you came over and we watched Amy Winehouse live. Oh, yeah. And she was so fucked up. I do. That she was, like, messing up the words, but she still did, like, a halfway decent job, and she just, like, kind of danced. And yeah, like, I do remember that. I think that would be amazing. Did she tell a story, vinyl. like,
0: right before she sang Rehab? I don't Ooh, remember. Oh, a bad boy. And then after that, like, it was the story about how she had the... The cotton candy machine that spun cocaine. <laughs> oh, Amy Winehouse. I miss Amy Winehouse. But yeah, I've been listening to a fair amount of vinyl. A lot of early, late seventies, early eighties. So, what kind of vinyl
1: do you look for? Like, are you into like collecting older stuff? Are You into first editions or just? Um, I would like are early getting... editions, like good,
0: like first editions, definitely. Um, it's t- so there's a split between stuff like albums I just really love. And when I listen to on vinyl, so to give you two examples, Aladdin Sane. I came like the first time I went shopping. I found a decent copy about that. Of what? Aladdin Sane, I... David Bowie. In that same trip, I got like a, a really good like first press of um, Horses. Okay. Patti Smith. The New La Luz. I have the Woods. I have One Beat. So like new stuff I like, but like the old stuff, and it's a very particular type of old album. Stuff that like sort of has longer form. Eat a Peach, I bought. Who's that? That's Almond Brothers. That's their okay. live album.
1: So you're into getting live albums right now, kind of.
0: Not entirely. I just happened to work out that way. <laughs> it like, like, seems like. I bought two. Like, also weird stuff you can't necessarily find. So I bought um, Rock and Roll Animal. I bought $75 Bill. Which is they're sort of an instrumental like experimental rock group. They remind me a lot of Godspeed You Black Emperor, which is another album I have. Those are albums are really great because they're really weird and long.
1: I never got into. I've been wanting to listen to Godspeed, but I don't know where to start. Kind of. Yeah, I don't know what to like. I I got introduced to them because
0: they opened for Nine Inch Nails last tour. But I also bought so I bought um, Bauhaus the singles eighty one to eighty three, which has their cover of Ziggy Stardust on there. I have that on. Is not really available
1: currently. I have that. They had that on, I think on iTunes at one point in time. Yeah. Either that or Amazon. some of it, but
0: um, it was a single, but it was like an EP single of uh, Nick Cave, uh, The Mercy Sea. So there's like a lot of really early, I think I like really early stuff.
1: Go on Discogs too.
0: Yeah, I will. Um, You're not the first person to remember that or recommend that.
1: I bought some stuff, some early off of their head stuff. Um, I've been Mm -hmm. trying to get their whole catalog, which isn't too hard. I just... yeah. And have to get into it. There's
0: like some nostalgia stuff I definitely
1: like. Uh, that's what I bought. The last um, Nine Inch Nails album was that Bad Witch or something like that? What's that called? Bad Witch, yeah. yeah I, I have I bought that from Bishop Brand who has a online store who is an awesome dude at the Punk Rock Flea Market ah, nice. who is also my old mailman that has helped me out. Wow. So uh, Bishop Brand he does um, a bunch of stuff around here. Mm-hmm. P- Phoenixville Punk Rock Flea Market he does Nishamity, he does Trenton Punk Rock Flea Market. Yeah. So if you see his stuff, mm-hmm. check it out. Buy something from him. Um,
0: I'm not shy about buying uh, like like new remasters of old albums. Yeah, I mean. So I actually bought a about Dark Side of the Moon, like a 180 gram black vinyl. Do
1: you ever go to Main Street in Maniunk? Nah, not yet. It's it's fairly easy yeah. to get to. Um, mm-hmm. Just get off the Maniunk exit. They they always have some decent stuff, but no uh, no seven inches, no 45s, which is ah. kind of weird. They might now. I haven't been there in four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually go to the Rock Shop just because Glenn works yeah. there and
0: to go. I, I They're get a little pricey,
1: but yeah. um they have a decent selection.
0: When I was at um Jupiter, they actually had it was a mint first pressing of Daydream Nation, but I it was it was expensive. From who? I just, just Daydream Nation, uh, Sonic Youth, it's their uh, big okay. album. their fourth album, but really their first. I was trying to play, uh, so sorry. I felt like Matthew would make fun of me if I bought it. He gave Sonic Youth. <laughs> All right, but um, yeah. So
1: there was something else I was going to say. I forget though. Oh, a new uh, surfboard is coming out. I oh think. yeah, I want to say it there's a full length. I think there's a full or something oh, else nice. coming we out too. We can finally
0: talk about surfboard.
1: Yeah, you should check that out. Yeah. Yeah, surfboards. Did you see pictures of her when she's like doing her runway model stuff?
0: No, I've only seen the surfboard pictures.
1: She's oh. very pretty. Oh really? Oh. Seriously, I'm like. Not Martha's not talking to no, me.
0: She's pretty. i enough to give her a You'll meeting. have to follow,
1: follow her on Instagram. Yeah. She just started following Mark. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I can think of a joke right now. I'm not going to make it.
1: All right. Whatevs. <laughs> <Olives. laughs> I'll make it off of uh, Mike. <laughs> So we're running out of steam here. Yeah. Oh, um, Insatiable. I have watched. Did you check that out? I have a bookmark. I saved it I, I watched saved. the first two episodes. It's it's So What is it about? It's about a fat girl. Uh-huh. And she is like all she does is like kinda eat. I think it's like senior year or something, yeah. or going into senior year. And she's like sitting down and like eating in front of some like five and dime liquor store or something like mm-hmm. that. And this homeless dude was like trying to steal something from her, like steal her food or something and yeah. call her fat. So she goes and punches him right in the face mm-hmm. and he punches her back and breaks her jaw. Uh. So they have to the wire shut her jaw. So she loses all the weight and she's like, like fantastic beauty queen. now like <laughs> No, she's like the beauty queen. No one recognizes yeah. her. And it kind of is just like kind of her getting revenge. Uh. Like, did you ever see, um, what the fuck is that movie called with Kirsten Dunst? And Ellen Barkin, it's that beauty queen. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Did you ever see Drop Dead Gorgeous? No, I've not. It's, ah, it's kind of like a mix between that. But there's one like So anyway, uh, chick that was a heavier, that's skinnier now. She, like her best friend, mm-hmm. is a little into her, let's say. Uh, and she's like, her best friend's like, oh, I forget her name in it. Alyssa Milano is also in oh, this right. movie as well. Or in this show. I was like, no, we're best friends like in Heavenly Creature. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I was probably the only yeah, one that got that joke. Yeah, I get it. That's
0: good.
1: But anyway, the other part of the show is there's a guy, who as an insurance guy, he's married to Alyssa Milano. He teach he coaches beauty page like yeah. beauty queens. So anyway, the one the girl loses again, mm-hmm. and like the mom gets super pissed, and the girl's like, he touched me on my hoo-hoo or something like that. So everyone yeah. thinks he's a child molester. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ugh. But it's uh, as as awful as it sounds. It's a. R- I've watched the first two episodes yeah, I and I thought it was very very good. I'm
0: actually, so right now. I'm. Um, uh, I i have not started. In oh, wild, 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 country. Wild Wild country. Oh, all
1: right. We'll start. So insatiable. Watch that. We're gonna talk about wild, wild country real quick. Which is what six episodes. I mean,
0: six episodes are like an hour, or they're more. Yeah, than an I hour. thought
1: it was fake. Like I thought it was a fake documentary yeah. at first, and then I'm like, no, wait, this is real. Um, I'm surprised more people do not. I was asking my mom. Yeah. Excuse me about it and. Seem, no one seemed to know about it.
0: So I'm sure fucking everybody at this point knows. Wild Wild Country is about the Rajnishi cult and all the shitty shit they did. And I was like the same when I saw. I was like, how does not everyone know this everywhere?
1: Yeah, my mom, someone was like, is that the one out in California? I was like, no. no. Um. So anyway, what I felt about this, I kind of felt bad for the Rajneeshis. and this is why. Like, I felt. People like they kind of build up the town that, that was nothing there anyway yeah. And once they kind of wanted representation in government mm-hmm. Everyone got scared because they're different and it seemed like they didn't attack first Like the, with when well, it started getting violent it was the, a hotel thing. Yeah, right, that's yeah. when they started really changing their tune
0: Yeah,
1: like I understand if it, I was living in that town I'd be kind of scared too because you don't know like the one thing they didn't address is can you leave this commune? Yeah what are like the rules cuz once they said with the the home like the homeless people mm-hmm. that they can only have two beers so and now you have like these weird rules yeah. you know there's all this like free love and sex it's based off like the sex guru yeah but i actually kind of felt bad for them until they kind of like totally changed their way so like, i think once they went from like meditation and peace and all that stuff to but they weren't really
0: like if you see like you start to find out that over in india and stuff were kind of more violent too a little I don't bit know if violent. i think they were more taking money but it's funny though you talk about because i was the same i was like yeah i don't think these people are so bad and I'm like the guy who introduced basically everyone to it around yeah. me was like oh just wait <laughs> that's not one of those nice and sleepy homeless beers you're drinking is <laughs> i was like jesus christ but it like took such a turn like once yeah. they
1: start trying to kill people and like, people
0: and like they tried to like Oh yeah, they tried the, They said the first bioterror attack on U.S. soil. Yeah, that's fucked up.
1: But like, as I said, I at first felt bad for them. I felt like they were misunderstood and they weren't really hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. So why like, it just seemed like they went in there and they're like, fuck these weirdos. We don't want anything to fucking do with them. And then they got bigger and bigger and they started kind of encroaching slowly upon their land. Yeah. And they were like, we don't want these fuckers. And it's like, what land was, there was nothing there before fuck Anyway, them. I don't know.
0: Oh, and then Sheena, whatever her name is? Yeah.
1: Like, only got, like, she
0: had all these charges, and she got, like, served four years of her sentence and got freed. Yeah. So no. re- but I have a, so I have a mauve shirt that I wear sometimes, and people refer to it as my Rasnishi shirt. <laughs> so I do the Osho uh, smile and, like, bow with my pants next to each other.
1: But they totally, like, screwed them. Like, they did get screwed when it comes down to it, with the whole, like, well, you guys are new, you can't, you can't vote. Like that, they just like, and I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but they did change the rules to win. Not about When they started busting in the homeless people, or well, yeah, and it was totally cheating on their part. The Ranishis. See, I see. I think that that's and in this day and age, that wouldn't have happened. But the way the voting well, was, anyone could well, supposedly,
0: vote. Supposedly, that's when they started to like all the voter laws. That's where they start to come It from Makes up.
1: sense. I would say like because what they were doing was illegal, but there was still nothing. On pe- pen and paper. I mean, like I would say, you're technically correct, but they were
0: they were bringing people to force a takeover. Yeah. They were definitely weren't like they weren't up to any. They weren't doing the Lord's work here. That's my problem. Well, that
1: but they weren't with the Lord. That's why. But this, were... I mean, like the said,
0: they weren't. Are you a Rosnishi? Uh, I know you might be. You're not wearing the right colors. Mm. Um. But uh, is is Martha? <laughs> <laughs> it's something like a good cult because you could apparently do nitrous and take Valium or write books. Yeah, but um, I don't know. We have to agree to because they were,
1: they were. It was. You they know, definitely had, as I said, they definitely turned very shitty. But legally, they got screwed. Like where I don't blame the townspeople for what they did and what yeah. they did at the courthouse, but it was illegal. When it comes down to it, like there wasn't any law until they. Decided, like, oh no, we're deciding this law today. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, have uh, a I mean, it sort of dances, are like, I, I don't consider them a wrong party, though.
1: But then they were talking about, like, the Mormons and, like, all these other, like, freedom of religion, yeah. and they totally, like, kind of got screwed. I mean, there's a part there, but then,
0: like, I don't know. I could disagree.
1: Because but... I think that when you start bringing in. Once like, they started doing the gun stuff, like, yeah, yeah. it was scary. Like, I get I that. I think
0: if it was Rasnishi's immigrating to this thing, and, like, I think the, like, You'd have more ground to stand on, but when it's like, "Well, we're gonna bust homeless people," in from well, that's when it started getting bad, though. But anyway, (laughs) you know who isn't a Rosnishi? No, Tres Outstream podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: No, I'm not. I'm not being a Rosnishi sympath sympathist. They're all like, they don't believe in the Lord, so they're evil. Like I, I don't know. Well, that's like you know, that's pretty
0: much what it was. Well, this is
1: a Bible podcast, so. (laughs) But no, I agree.
0: Like. I mean, they sort of, it's weird because they were wrong, but for the right reason. And the one dude's going were, through their trash. Or whether like, they <laughs> were right for the wrong reasons. Oh, that one guy they kept showing I thought was just going to die.
1: Like, it reminded me of, what if a commune of just, like, Black Panthers came in? It'd be the same thing. They'd be like, oh, we don't like these colored folks. Like, that's, oh. they were all white. and I like you
0: meant giant kitty cat. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, there is, there is that aspect that is the white <laughs> conservatism and it's, they're like, I don't like what they're doing there, that free love. And but like I said, so I'll say they were right, but for the exact wrong reason. Because these people, they weren't just going there just to live. They were definitely, they picked Oregon because it had lax like,
1: voter laws. And they
0: definitely had an agenda. Now, they did build up the town.
1: Well, once they wanted to get bigger and they didn't let them, that's when they started getting... Well, how about that creepo lawyer? The, the like, main, main guy? Yeah. I didn't think he was that creepy. He He's kind of normal. He kind of, like, at the end when you
0: realize he really was into it. And probably, what's it? Is her name Sheila? Sheila. Sheila was probably the evil one. Because she was the one who sort of got. She's the one who, like, they tried to
1: kill the people with adrenaline and all that shit. And she was. Well, the new people he was hanging out with, the uh, yeah. Osho or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely worth watching if you're into that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, I found it to be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. I think I'm going to call it. you know, going to call it? Yep, call it. Time of Death. Time of Death. <sighs> 9 o'clock 9 o'clock Saturday September 15th I didn't even know the day day later guys take care and And Martha (laughs) (laughs) yeah Martha from Oaks, PA, she said to listen to Madonna, Justify My Love.
0: Oh. hmm Because she has cold sores in it?
1: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs>